702 and Cape Talk. Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. Hello, Aki. Morning, darling. How are you? Good. I'm glad NASA has allowed us to borrow you for a couple of days. You know, I just uh, have this T-shirt. Everybody's <laughs> complimenting me on my NASA T-shirt. You know what? It's nice. You know what? It's nice about it. It makes you look smarter. Do you feel is, smarter? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's all, it's one of these guys, you see. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very well. One of my Turning heads. Yeah, turning, turning heads. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Listen, <laughs> no, so we've got quite a bit here. There's a yes. story where you were trolling potentially the city of Joburg just by being a good citizen, mm. asking some important questions about weird things we might be seeing around the city. And it's funny, I haven't got back yet uh, to this particular story about the strange-looking poles because soon after you and I had that chat, um, someone contacted me um, who was a PR person. Sorry that I haven't responded to you, Mr. PR person. says, I know the company that's involved with CBS. It's my client. Can they come and explain? Well, yes, you know, uh, shortly after the show, which was a fortnight ago, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. we were talking about these strange-looking poles that you've been seeing, uh, you know, coming up in different suburbs. And I see now they're starting to add cameras to these poles. And if you're wondering if you're living in, uh, I don't know, what's the term we're looking for where people look at and spy on each other? Um, uh, oh, there's a specific um, place of living. But anyway, it'll come back to me. Peeping Aki? Beaming Aki, beaming Peep, Peeping Aki. Beeping Aki, something like yeah. that. No, 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 not that. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into that. Strange, no, but, yeah. but, so, so I got a call as well. I got a call from Vumatel and Neil Schumann, mm. who's one of the founders, said to me, mm. listen, we're having a press briefing in about 10 days time. Please come and we will tell everybody what these polls are all about. So I went off to the press briefing on Thursday last week. And what Vumatel, these are called Vumacam, okay? And uh, it's they, they're part of the company Vumatel, which we all know has kind of blanketed the city with, with fiber, underground fiber. You'll see their pink vans all over the place. And if you've wondered what these street poles are like, that have got these UFO-like objects on top of them uh, across many suburbs, this is a project that Vumatel is doing, um, Vumacam is doing, um, under the subsidiary of Vumatel, and they're planning to roll out about 15,000 CCTV cameras across the city center and the platform is basically is going to be used to empower communities and empower the police and empower security companies uh, in an effort to make the the suburbs safer they say and to create uh, Joburg's smart city infrastructure now these cameras will have license uh, plate recognition capability so anytime a stolen car comes into a community it gets flagged immediately automatically and it will alert the authorities to say hey there's a suspicious vehicle that's come in uh, it gets checked on all the different databases including the south african police stolen vehicle database um, and what they're going to be using these cameras for are including um, you know crime they've already picked up a few muggings in different areas um, break-ins car hijackings for example and uh, i spoke to Neil Skuman, who's the co-founder of Vumatel and very much part of the project, to tell us more about Vumacam and what these strange cameras are all about. It's an integrated high-definition network um, that really is going to help to um, identify stolen vehicles, provide evidence in crime, and um, facilitate sort of the next next um, smart city, safe city. Um, concept. Okay, so the cameras only focus on the public space, so never into private space as a, as, as a first point. We've got extreme controls in place to, to, in the most strictest sense, even if there is no legislation, but then the poppy, the protection of um, private information, 
all the legislation is being adhered to to the most extreme and then also information is not a um, available to be downloaded unless there's um, the, the routes are followed um, through an official um, process which is um, governed. We're planning to deploy about 15,000 cameras across Johannesburg metropolitan area. It's about 450 square kilometers. It's about a camera per 100 citizens out there. Um, and as soon as that's done, hopefully in the next 12 months, then we'll move on to the other metropolitan areas. Um, we're already engaged with Cape Town, etc. Um, so we, we would anticipate over the next five years, as, as the high-dense fiber networks have been deployed, naturally um, high-definition CCTV and security will follow. I, I just, uh, I'm trying to multitask and I, I yes. failed because I wanted to hear in that clip and maybe it was or wasn't in the clip or you had the conversation with him otherwise. Remember I said to you the principled issue, which is not new. This is something particularly after 9-11 that was a big political debate uh, in the USA. And yes. then after the 7-7 and 21-7 attacks in London, similar yeah. kinds of attacks happened, which is this weird trade-off between the legitimate state interest yeah. in making sure that we are kept secure which is the first duty of any state. Yes. And our right to privacy, which is an important part of living in a modern society where there's so much data being gathered, but we still want to preserve people's right to cheat without the data being captured. Yeah, exactly. As this, it is, were. this is the big issue. This is what's making people feel uncomfortable, you yeah. see, because people are saying, how dare they? Nobody consulted with me. I, I don't want people watching me. But then you also want your suburb to be safe, right? You don't want people breaking into your suburb. So I think this is the trade-off, and this is the very uncomfortable conversation that we all have to have. Because I did ask some other questions. I said, like, what happens, for example, I mean, the, the, prob the, the question is, who has access to this to the information, right? So yeah. this is how it works. So you're yeah. a security company. I'm Vumatel. You pay me X amount to access each camera every month. And from that, you have uh, access to those to that footage, right? What you don't have access is to download the video footage. The footage stays in a very secure place. Vumatel has to you know, comply with certain regulations and that sort of thing. If there's a murder, for example, on the street and there's been a hijacking or you know, somebody's been mugged and killed or, or there's been a hit and run, for example. The police then can go to Vumakam and say, listen, this is a crime that's been committed. Please provide us as video evidence. We need to be, we need to have this for evidence in sure. court. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of questions about it. And the, the, the crazy thing is that in some suburbs and it's going to spread out. I mean, this is going to be where the future is, is that you're going to be watched all day. Look. Which takes us nicely to our second topic today, right? Yes. You have digital footprints everywhere and not just ordinary footprints. And so we can't stop technology being harvested to try and uncover what you have done and where you have been. Well, Maybe the best advice is no, uh, don't do crime. Get a Nokia 3310. <laughs> or get a Nokia 3310. <laughs> but you know what's happened now in, in the States? The, this is a very interesting case. So what the police have done, they, been, there were a couple of break-ins and there were a couple of land invasions in certain places. Guys came in with masks and, you know, they couldn't identify them from the video footage. So um, what, what they did, the police, they went to Google and they sent them a, 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 an order saying that we, uh, you know, police order saying, please provide us with a Information. And what they call this is they call this reverse location. And what with reverse location is if you've got an Android phone, for example, or even an Apple phone, for example, every time your apps, your Facebook apps, your map apps, 
you know, all of those things share the information back to the mothership, whether it either be Google or, or, or Facebook or even um, um, Apple, for example. So, um, I mean, your 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 Google phone, for example, is used to help you know c- get the traffic patterns because it tells the it tells Google where you are, how fast you're traveling, and it overlays that information with millions of other people around the world to give us accurate traffic inf- information. For one, so what they did with these guys is they did reverse location searches, um, ordering Google to identify the location of cell phones that were near the crime scene. So then they took all those those numbers and they went to those people and they said, did you see this person? Did you see that person? But it gets even more um, impressive because what a reverse location search warrant can do is what the police are now doing is working backwards. So any phone that comes into an area, in fact, one of the thieves had their phone in in the boot of their car. And they picked up the unusual and suspect activity from a certain house, not so long, not so far away from the particular crime scene where there was movement from point A to point B. And then they went from point B to point C. So they added that together and they formed some sort of a, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, When I form a, I don't know. Oh, there's a word I'm looking for. You see, you said I don't know what the word is. But but you form like a pattern of things that people do, and you know, all of these towers talk to each other. They share the information, and uh, these built-in GPS chips in the phones and the nearby Wi-Fi networks all formulate to really gather a pattern of what we're doing and where we're going and what our movement is. So they're using this more and more law enforcement agencies. But okay, so let me get this straight. The, The moral of the story is. If you're going to go on a crime spree, yes, take Abel's phone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or Eusebius's phone, for that matter. But 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 what happens is is if you are near a crime scene, police may come to you and say, Eusebius, did you see the strange vehicle driving? And then they form a pattern of sure. of things. But you mm-hmm. know, if you're saying, oh, now they're spying on me, look at the uh, terms and conditions on your phone. When you That's when true. you sign into your Google Android account, you give them permission That's to do true. that, and police have every right to go and get that information from Google. Absolutely fascinating. And last but not least, meow. <laughs> Don't you love the story? So, I love it. So uh, Baidu is kind of um, Google's equivalent in China. Baidu is massive, by the way. And one of the engineers came up with an idea to try and help the poor cats that don't survive winter. Because if you're in Beijing, um, they say that about 40% of the cats don't survive winter in Beijing. That's how cold it gets. It gets to about 15 degrees under below centigrade. It gets really, really cold in winter. So so what this, what this engineer who worked at Baidu says, why don't we use artificial intelligence and really create a, a, a door that will open a cat, uh, give access to a cat to a shelter mm. so the cat can survive winter. Because Cats know where to go, and 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 they basically give the cats food and water. But it's it's quite amazing because you think it's quite easy for a cat to arrive at this enter uh, to enter this this um, cat shelter. It identifies the cat, and they have. 174 different kinds of cats that the AI identifies. But it goes one step further that the the um, AI identifies the kind of cat, not only that, but other characteristics. And, and if it's got a chip yeah. or it's got its ear chipped, for example, it knows that the cat's been Amazing. spayed. If it hasn't been spayed, it alerts another piece yeah. of technology to come and collect that cat, spayed it, and then only will it allow it into this cat shelter. But it checks for cat diseases. It checks for... Um, 
uh, neutered cats, as I mentioned, and all sorts of other things. And I've got all these volunteers helping these cats uh, get them through winter. And it just uses a camera to recognize a cat. The door then opens, a cat goes in, and and they've got some comfort through the winter. If a dog arrives, it won't let the dog in. I was about to say, you know what's going to happen now? The dogs will also want this. Yeah, well, exactly. The dogs will have the dogs have rights as well. But I think what the dogs will do is they will get photographs of cats and put that in front of their faces to get access to the our shelters. conversation about Vimatal has yielded so many tweets. Listen, we'll see whether Mava just put this. I mean, I have always, as a philosophy and law student, had a fascination with this principal tension in politics between security and privacy. So I'm happy for us to bring the company and we'll marry it with the technological side that Aki is talking about. Just some of the questions. We don't have all the answers. Maybe Aki does. Um, does Vumatel comply with Poppy? One person wants yes, to know from do. Aki. Yes, they do. Someone else says, I don't like the idea of a private company being able to track my movement without me opting in. Can you opt out? But what, dude? I think probably in law, you will not be able to win that argument because there are probably many points of entry around the city where you don't opt in, but there is legitimate state interest to track your movements. You can, you can opt out. Can what you? They do, yes, they will send you a balaclava. <laughs> <laughs> and Gladstone wants to know, Aki, will the cameras be rolled out in Soweto? Well, yes, absolutely. I did ask that question, and they said this: where where there's where there's fiber, the cameras will get rolled out. Okay. Um, if you want more information, just go to vumacam.co.za. There's the, that's the official website where you'll get all sorts of information. It mm. is public compliant. It does make people feel very uncomfortable, um, and and they are doing this together with the JMPD. With and the JMPD, by the way, are rolling out their own cameras. They're doing about two thousand other cameras across the city centre, mm. and in the Joburg city centre, interestingly enough. There are also thousands of cameras, and it has already been proven, and it's showing significant yeah, decrease right. in crime. Absolutely. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll get them in. Cheers. We'll do it again. We will get them in, definitely. It's interesting. 19 minutes after 11.